that's the end of another Friday Andy Demander show. Thank you for joining us. Hope you had a great time, and uh, we've enjoyed uh, being with you this Friday. And uh, we'll see you on uh, we'll see you on Monday. Oh wait a minute, that's the end of the. We're just beginning the show, right? We're we beginning the show. Or are we ending the show. We, we are beginning the show, show Andy. <laughs> oh, that was the ending music we just played. Oh, I I, I just assumed we were ending it. Okay, uh, sorry about. Hello. <laughs> Oh, oh, and hello. this is we start. <laughs> hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. All is good, all is hello. good, all is good. How are you guys? This, doing I'm great. doing this, great. This is the Andy Demander Show. In case you don't know where you're at, you're right here with us, and we're glad that you are, and we welcome you on board. Uh, Andy Kimball here in California. We have Amanda in UK. We have Cornell Butler there in Delaware doing what he does. And... Um, and hopefully not too much of what he does, but he's doing what he does. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm doing a great and, job. I think I'm doing an excellent job of it. God, doing a great, I'm good. <laughs> whatever it is that you do, we think you're doing a great job, too. Hey, folks, seriously, Absolutely. welcome on board Thank here. Thank you. Climb on board our show at 515-605-9888. Operators are standing by, and we have a special gift for the 10th caller. Anybody know what that special gift might be? We don't know. We'll make it up when we get there. If we get a 10th caller. Okay, we, for the first caller, special guest for the first caller, 515-605-9888. I'm not quite sure what it's going to be, but we have an idea. No, I got a good idea. You get an Andy. I like my head okay. to be held, and I like to, like, you know, so I can still move back and forth and, you know, work it, like, twerk it. There we go. <laughs> I don't know what I was say. I'm all right now. <laughs> I'm okay. What was I going to say? Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you an Andy... Uh, Andy Kimball um, guitar pick. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very yeah. good. I like that idea. I like that. That's yeah. a good one, Cornell. We'll send, you, we'll send you a thumb pick or a set of finger picks or your choice yeah. or, or, or a set of, of John Pierce guitar strings. My, one of my proud sponsors. Well, my proud, yeah. my proud door Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I should send you our first call. Our autograph copy of my man Keith. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey Andy, I just looked on the board. We just lost everybody. <laughs> the person changed their mind about calling. They was calling, then they hung up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anybody I'm playing guitar? Well, I'd be glad to send you. Just email Andy and Amanda Show at gmail dot com. Um, a set if you play acoustic guitar. A set of magnificent bronze John Pierce guitar strings on the show, and uh, John Pierce. Long time partner in Dorsey, or Dorser, I guess you could say, and uh, I'd be glad to, and, and being so, uh, I'd be glad to award any one of our callers who plays acoustic guitar with a brand new set of fresh strings. If you have not played John Pierce strings, you don't know what you're missing. You've got to try these things out if you want strings to really ring and have depth and, and, and really express the guitar and your playing. There's none better than John Pierce strings. Moving right along, um, hey, um, Everybody seeing what's going on in the uh, in the impeachment, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, hearing trial. Yeah, Fiasco. yeah. Have you been watching crazy, it over there? Mm-hmm. I've been watching mm-hmm. it. No, but I've been uh, following up on the online. Um, crazy, the argument. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know how they can defend him the way they are. I mean, if they've pointed out some valid things, sure. Um, you know, like the fact that. Biden was promoting, you know, the fight with um, promoting 
that it was good to fight with the Black Lives Matter movement and using that as some sort of argument that, you know, that could be seen as the same thing that Trump was doing and so on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I think the argument doesn't seem as strong um, with what they're saying to Trump. Here's my take, and we'll play some highlights from the uh, the House managers who are presenting, I guess, a, a prosecution of the of the impeachment and we'll play some highlights of the defense um, and here's here's what in summary you know as we dive into this a little bit further during today's show um, the prosecution spent you know I think 14 hours or, or thereabouts of videos yeah. of, of clips showing Trump's tweets, showing his press conferences, showing him, you know, the brief interviews getting into Marine One, leaving the White House, showing uh, a lot of his speeches and his rallies and what he had to say, um, excerpts of phone calls. Um, and it was just, it, it wasn't about, it necessarily wasn't about the events that, the horrible, horrific events that happened uh January 6th on the, on the nation's capital. It, yeah. it more, more of, and it wasn't, you know, innocent or guilty, whatever, he, he's not going to spend an hour in jail as a result of this. This isn't a criminal trial. And I think yeah. what this is about is the honor and prestige, the integrity, the behavior which one would expect from the President of the United States of America. And do yeah. we as a country allow this? Is this is this permissible? Is this something that represents who we are as a country? Is this is this us? Is this what we want? And what what they've done is they have connected the dots, despite what the defense said, and it was very mm. evident, very evident that they really connected the dots. Not just what happened on January sixth, but the months and months and months that preceded January sixth, going back to forty days or more before the the, the election even was when he. When he first Trumping, uh, Trump that is, when he obviously noticed that the numbers were not in his favor, that, that Biden was significantly ahead of him in every single poll, um, and and then he went on after seeing these numbers after they were released, it became public knowledge. Uh, we talked about it at length on the show months before the election, what the polls were. We analyzed it every show. I think we played we played uh, yeah. a jigsaw puzzle with the electoral college map, as I as I recall. And that we we checked, we swapped this for that, swapped that for that. How would it come out? And every which way we did it, just based on statistical numbers and what the polls were saying, we couldn't find a way where Trump would win this thing. And we and yeah. we're not rocket scientists. We're we're you know commentators, musicians. You know, uh, we we dive into the news. Actors. We dive into the stats. <laughs> we're actors. Yes, we are. Um, and, and, and doing the show, we, we kind of look beyond the headlines and dive into where the, the information is derived, what, what are the sources, and we dive into those polls and look at the polls and look at the numbers. And months before the show, we were saying on this show that, that, uh, that Donald Trump was not going to win this election, at the same time saying, hey, you know, it, it, it ain't over until it's over. But, but from, you know, I remember saying this, that months before the election, looks like looks like Biden's going to win this thing. With yeah. the caveat that, okay, we all know the real world. Who knows what's going to happen on any given day? It's like a football game, you know, on any given Sunday. But but pretty much every indicator um, was that Biden was going to win. Now, what my point is here is that after he started seeing the same numbers that everybody saw, that's when he started preaching that the election, the only way he could lose the election is if it were rigged, if it was stolen. It's going, it's going to be, predicting, months before the election, 40-some days before the election, it's going to be the biggest fraud in our history. 
Huh? And, yeah. and his whole campaign was, I can't lose this thing unless it's rigged. Maybe mm-hmm. if he campaigned on his record, maybe if he campaigned on what the future is going to look like, maybe if he campaigned on what the national policy is going to be in, in fighting defeating coronavirus, maybe if he showed mm-hmm. some empathy and compassion about all the people who died, instead of just talking about the stock market and how the election was being stolen, maybe in his behalf, maybe the election would have, could have turned out better. I don't know. Maybe he could his record. Before COVID, the economy was doing really – you know, really well. We talked about that on this show, too, that if it weren't for COVID, he yeah. probably would have won. And maybe yeah. he campaigned on that and not spent so much yeah. time campaigning on what's, what's going to happen because he knew it was going to happen. That's why he did. So what, the Dem- what they did in, in the uh, presentation of the prosecution of this is they really, and I think did a, a very adequate job of connecting the timeline, the dots, you know, matching all the speeches, matching all the tweets to what led up to January 6th, including what he said on January 6th, including what Rudy Giuliani said on January 6th, uh, uh, trial by combat. What does that mean, trial by combat, right? Hmm. You've got to yeah. fight. You've got to fight. If you don't fight, we're not going to have a country anymore. And what the defense tried to do is tie the word in fight, and they did, they did a pretty interesting job of showing a video of this, of, of using of how the Democrats in their campaigns – uh, before the election, and even you know, and, and and how they utilized the word fight. We have to fight for fight for cause. We've all fought, fought for causes. We've all fought. Look, say that three times real fast. We've yes. all fought, <laughs> fought for. Co- we all fought for causes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just have to do that. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to prove anybody wrong. Just to prove myself wrong. No, you're fine. I, I was saying. I was Thank saying you. fart. Yeah. I was saying I fart. <laughs> Did I hear fart? Yeah, I was saying <laughs> we all fart. <laughs> Did I hear fart for a cause? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, I'll be that. We can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, we, you know, we, and I, I, it might not be such a bad idea to fart for a cause. We should have a protest. Where we st- yeah, all stand that would be a great shirt. I put the Andy and Amanda on the back of the shirt. We all fart for a cause. <laughs> Andy, I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, you know. So now we can have a strap line saying, uh, "Don't make us think about it." <laughs> that sounds a little loose right now. I gotta be honest. Yeah, right. Well, I just made myself. A, I made myself a, a chicken concoction in the, in the foodie ninja with noodles and chicken and veggies and broth and all these different things I threw in there. Oh. I made chili the night before. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> oh my god! Doesn't anybody else have to do the activities? Am I the only one who does that? Oh no comment. <laughs> oh my god! You sound like Miles Davis, um, Bruce too. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, what was uh, I saying? Anybody remember? Uh, we were talking about art. Yeah. yeah, we all farted. I mean, excuse me. We all, we all, we all are. Um, are um, let me think here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, are, uh, you, uh, yeah. We all. Uh, yeah, that's right, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> we all True fought. Story, I know. I know. I'm, I just had to find where I was. Okay, I found it. We've yeah, all okay. fought for causes, 
and using the the term "fight for this, fight for that," we know we know what that means. We you know we all stand for mm. things in our life, and we fight for those things we stand for. But we don't mean physically fight. And so what the what the defense tried to do is tie that word "fight for this." They showed this long video, which I've got some excerpts of. I think we'll play during the show uh, of them showing how the Democrats have used the word "fight" and then uh, positioning that against Donald Trump, saying we've got to fight. You can't win with weakness you can only win win by being strong um and then he also said um if the if the um republicans the rhinos they call it the republicans in in the house and the senate don't give donald trump the election if they don't go our way then we've got to primary them out which means you do the right you don't you don't go in there and physically remove them you wait to the primary, you put up a candidate who will, who will fight. If these guys are not going to fight, then let's toss them out of office. Let's put different Republican candidates up in, for grabs. Hopefully they'll win the primary and we'll put people in office who will. Um, yeah. But it, it was so yeah. obvious that when you hear the rest of his speech and you tie all these other things together, that that he was you know, talking about we got to fight, we got to fight, we got to fight. And, and we got thousands of people out there were already angered, and, and, and they, they were convinced because of Donald Trump, no one else, because of no one else but Donald Trump, they were convinced because their president of the United States told them that this election was stolen from them. They are the patriots. We're not going to be – Donald Trump said, you are the people who created this great nation. They stole the election from you. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, he didn't say, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. But he, he went on to say, you know, we got to fight, blah, 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 all the other things. We'll play some of that here. Um, so what – and that's – so the Republicans' defense team tried to say that that, that, that was – you can't – he didn't mean for them to go to the Capitol and cause violence. He never said those words. He didn't mean for them to do that. There's several times during his speech where he said peacefully, you know, protest, peacefully go down to the Capitol. And he did say that. But then yeah. he also said other things. And when you have thousands of people who've been riled up and rallied up for months and months and months, given the big lie of how the election was stolen, it was not stolen, folks. Biden won this election mm. by over 7 million votes, 306 electoral yeah. votes. That is as fact as a fact as a fact. It can't, there's no fact greater than that fact. It is true. And even if there was a little of this here, a little play there, a little whatever, you're not turning over 7 million votes. You're not taking the voice of 7 million Americans away from them because you don't like the results. Are you trying to be yeah. king? Yes, he was trying to be king. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. If you disagree with anything we say on the show, uh, then please do call us at 515-605-9888. Let us hear your opinion. What are your thoughts? You know, come on, take us on. We're ready. Yes, Interestingly, yes. The, the BBC has uh, started to do a lot more fact checking and providing those those facts um with things uh, regarding politics i've noticed and um i was reading through their their fact checking and um mm-hmm. it's quite interesting um i'm not sure how it compares to other fact checking uh, resources um how legit it is and um you know whether it, it tallies with the, the kind of information that you've been finding there, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm willing to read out what has been expressed about the trial. Um, that's we, if you're interested. Yes. If you guys want to hear? Please, please do, yes, please, yes, yes. Okay, do. so they, they, they start off with what the claim is, and then they go on to express, you know, 
to the claim. Um, a Senate trial is on, unconstitutional. So the Senate has voted on this issue and decided that the trial of a former president is constitutional. But Mr. Trump's lawyers argue that because he is no longer the president, a trial in Senate isn't permitted. Democrats say they are able to finish off what they started before he left office. This point has caused some legal debate because the U.S. Constitution doesn't explicitly lay out a course of action under these circumstances. However, the prevailing legal view is that if an impeachment begins when an individual is in office, as Mr. Trump was, the process may continue after they depart. The Congressional Research Service reported that most scholars who have closely examined the question have concluded that Congress has authority to extend the impeachment process to officials who are no longer in office. Until now, there has been no case of a president being tried in the Senate after leaving office, although other government officials have been. In 1876, the House impeachment president, Ulysses, is that how you pronounce it? S. Grant's War Secretary, William Balknup, even after he resigned from his post, the Senate considered whether it still had jurisdiction to hear the case of a former official and determined what it did. Um, the next claim is Mr. Trump did not encourage violence from supporters. So the Democrats say it was clear that President Trump was comfortable urging, approving, and even celebrating violence. Mr. Trump's lawyers deny this, claiming that the president did not direct anyone to commit unlawful actions. During his speech before the riot, the president said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Um, this is the only time he mentioned the word peacefully. In contrast, he used the word fight 14 times, although he never explicitly directed his supporters to enter the Capitol building. Uh, his lawyers say the rhetoric was in regards to the need to fight for more election security. It's also important to note that the protesters were already planning on marching to the U.S. Capitol, and some were heading that way before Mr. Trump finished speaking. Democrats point to further examples of the president encouraging violence in the months leading up to the riot. For example, in the first presidential debate, Mr. Trump told the Pride Boys, a violent far-right group, to stand back and stand by. He also denounced violence on several other occasions, including condemning the Pride Boys and other far-right groups, following the first and presidential debates. The next claim is Mr. Trump did not act swiftly to stop the riot. So the US media reported that Mr. Trump initially resisted sending in reinforcements to the Capitol and his vice president, Mike Pence, ultimately approved the deployment of the National Guard. The Democrats say this represents a dereliction of duty, citing the press reports which are yet to be confirmed publicly by Mr. Pence or anyone else from within Mr. Trump's cabinet. Defense Department officials say that the Capitol Police did not request additional help from National Guard troops prior to the riot. Mr. Trump's former Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, has also pushed back on this assertion, saying the President literally at the first said we need to make sure they have resources. About two and a half hours after Mr. Trump's speech ended, the White House Press Secretary, Kaylee Mc... How do you pronounce her name? Mc... 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 Andy? You got it, Andy? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> At President Donald Trump's direction, the National Guard is on the way along with other federal protective services. And uh, the last two claims... Mr. Trump has the right to express his opinion. So Democrats say Mr. Trump presented his supporters with a series of false claims about the election result in the build-up to the Capitol riot. 
Mr. Trump's lawyers yeah. argue he has the right to express his opinion on the electoral result and other matters, pointing to the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which protects freedom of speech. A letter signed by 144 constitutional lawyers argues that this protection could apply as a defense in legal proceedings, but not to an impeachment trial. These lawyers say that the Senate is determining whether to convict Mr. Trump based on the president violating his oath of office rather than if he acted illegally. Mr. Trump's lawyers have also said there is insufficient evidence to disprove there was widespread election fraud, although this isn't expected to feature as an argument during the Senate trial. The allegations of fraud have been rejected by the courts, with more than 50 legal challenges to the election results failing to provide adequate evidence. And the last claim, Mr. Trump was denied due process. Mr. Trump's lawyers say his impeachment in the House of Representatives was unfair as its speed denied him due process. The U.S. Constitution says an individual cannot be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. But constitutional experts say this right doesn't apply to impeachment proceedings as depriving the president of power doesn't require the same protection. During Mr. Trump's first impeachment, proceedings in the House lasted more than two weeks and witnesses were called to testify. That didn't happen this time round, with proceedings lasting just two days. Democrat impeachment manager Ted Lieu said the House had a good reason to move quickly and this was not a case where there was a hidden conduct or some conspiracy that required months or years of investigating. Yeah, right. Absolutely wow. right. You know, it's, here's another reason why what you're just saying. The, mm. the witnesses of the uh, crimes and mis- high crimes and misdemeanors uh, were mm. the very people who impeached the president. They were all yeah. there. Their lives were in danger. These folks came wow. in to put a bullet in Nancy Pelosi's head to carry Mike Pence out of the Capitol and hang him. That was their intent. They've said it. They, they were recorded saying that. They heard saying it. You saw them say it inside the Capitol building. Now, here's the other thing they, yeah. they came up with, that they said, there's no way the president incited insurrection or riot as charged. Why? Because this is pre-planned. And then they showed a video of FBI, Department of Justice spokesperson, other spokesperson saying of how there are indicators now coming out. This is after January 6th. Now coming out hmm. that depict this thing as being pre-planned. Well, why was it pre-planned? Because President Trump, former President Trump, announced to the world, announced to his base, we want you in Washington on January 6th to hold a rally at the precise time where the Senate and Congress is going to validate the Electoral College ballots. We want you there January 6th. There was a motion to move the date, uh uh-uh, back to January 6th, right? So then... Some of the leaders, some of various groups, some of the some of the very uh, the A non Q non whatever you call them groups and and the Trump uh, yeah. lie followers, heads yeah. of these yeah. groups, uh, were in communication with Donald Trump directly, uh, and we wait your instructions. We await your instructions. These folks were riled up. They're ready to come for the calling. We all know that Trump said during a debate with Joe Biden to his Proud Boys, "Stand by, stand back." Yeah. Hold on, guys. I'll call you. I'll call the cavalry when I need you. I'll call, and he called yep. them. He called them on January sixth, and they showed up. They were ready. Was it pre-planned? Yeah, it was pre-planned. At his doing, they wouldn't have been there mm. if he didn't call them there. 
right? Let's let's do this. Let's have some fun. Let's hear some of the defense highlights first, uh, which are going to depict what I just spoke of. You'll hear it actually, what I just spoke of. We'll talk about it some more, and then we'll play some of the uh, house manager uh, uh, highlights as well. Let's go. Thinking person could seriously believe that the president's January 6th speech on the ellipse was in any way an incitement to violence or insurrection. The suggestion is patently absurd on its face. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. To claim that the president in any way wished desired or encouraged lawless or violent behavior is a preposterous and monstrous lie. If you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. This is Mm. ordinary political rhetoric that is virtually indistinguishable from the language that has been used by people across the political spectrum for hundreds of years. You must reject this invitation to ignore the First Amendment. It is anti-American and would set dangerous precedent forever. The fact that the attacks were apparently premeditated, as alleged by the House managers, demonstrates the ludicrousness of the incitement allegation against the president. You can't incite what was already going to happen. We have come to demand that Congress, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. They know it doesn't meet the standard for incitement, so they edited it down. Please, get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. We are ready to fight. This is the fight of our lives. But we are going to make sure that this fight does not end tonight. Every single one of you and every one of you, that's okay, you didn't do anything wrong. It's a word people use, but please stop the hypocrisy. Most of us who were quoted as having used the word, we were talking about fighting for health care or fighting for cleaner air or fighting for better schools, not fighting to interrupt the certification of the presidential election. This would transform the solemn impeachment process into a mechanism for asserting congressional control over which private citizens are and are not allowed to run for president. It is constitutional cancel culture. So there we heard some of the issues that the defense presented that we were just speaking of, uh, the use of the Mm -hmm. word fight, the premeditation of this. Uh, Also, one thing that that I didn't include, and I wish I did, but I didn't include uh, uh, as part of the highlights, I think this is important, actually. Uh, I did put it on a website, Mm -hmm. so you'll see it there. is this the one of the one of the key elements of what the defense presented? What Bruce Castor, the former DA of Pennsylvania, by the way, uh, Bruce Castor, Philadelphia guy, and so is Showen from yeah. Philadelphia. If you see Philadelphia boys there being the defense, anyway, um, <laughs> what what what? The, and, and he showed that you know he Showen uh, one point I forget what he said, but man, he I, I thought he was going to yell an Eagles chant. You know, had that Philadelphia attitude. You know what I mean? E A G. 
you know, anyway, uh, <laughs> what he did say was the impeachment was based upon an insurrection. Like he incited an insurrection. He didn't, there was no insurrection. I'm, I'm summarizing what, what, what Castor said. There was no insurrection because an insurrection is the overthrow, the overtake of a government related radio stations, the media stations, the television stations. That didn't happen. There was no insurrection. Well, folks, yeah. here, here at the Andy Amanda Show, we heard that. So we took it upon ourselves to let's just look up the definition of the word insurrection. Let, let's just do it. Let, you know, what else do we have to do with our time? So we did. And here's what we came up with. The definition of insurrection is the act or an instance of open revolt against civil authority or a, cons- or a constituted government. Again, the act or an instance of open revolt against civil authority or a cons- constituted government. A rising up or uprising. Are we, are we together so far? Are you with me here? Okay. The act, the act of rising against a civil authority or government restraint, specifically the armed resistance of a number of persons to the power of the state, incipient or limited rebellion. That is the definition of an insurrection. What the fuck? What do you mean there was no insurrection? Yes, there was an insurrection. Was it incited by the president? Yes, it was. God damn it. God damn guys probably dancing to YMCA down on the golf course right now. What the hell? Let's hear some of the uh, – uh, this is going to go a little longer, but we're going to hear some of the highlights of the, uh, of the house management, the house managers who presented the case. Standing before a crowd filled with people that were poised for violence, at his signal, he struck a match. And he aimed it straight at this building. We simply cannot sweep this under the rug. We must take a united stand, all of us, that this is not American. Nobody made Donald Trump run for president and swear an oath. He betrayed us, and as Representative Cheney said, it was the greatest betrayal of a presidential oath in the history of the United States of America. Now, some people have argued that President Trump made a mistake. We would accept responsibility. President Trump didn't do any of that. The president praised a Republican candidate who assaulted a journalist as my kind of guy. He said there were, quote, very fine people on both sides when the neo-Nazis, the Klansmen, and Proud Boys um, invaded the city, the great city of Charlottesville, and killed Heather Heyer. And he said that an attack on a black protester at one of his rallies was very, very appropriate. Does that sound familiar? I'm a former prosecutor, and we're trained to recognize lack of remorse. But it doesn't take a prosecutor to understand that President Trump was not showing remorse. He was showing defiance. He was telling us that he would do this again, that he could do this again, that he and future presidents can run for national election, lose the election, inflame the supporters for months, and then incite an insurrection, and that that would be totally appropriate. 
When President Trump incited a lawless mob to attack our process, he was attacking our democracy. He was trying to become king and rule over us against the will of the people and the valid results of the election. For the first time ever in our history, a sitting president actively instigated his supporters to violently disrupt the process that provides for the peaceful transfer of power from one president to the next. That's why lack of remorse is an important factor in impeachment, because impeachment, conviction, and disqualification is not just about the past, it's about the future. To tell future presidents that they can do exactly what President Trump did and get away with it. To set the precedent that this is an acceptable, now a constitutionally protected way to respond to losing an election. Now remember, President Trump told them to stand back and stand by at the debate. They took it as a call to arms. And when they call, he called them to arms, they were all ready to act. They were waiting for their orders, which they got on January 6th. And as the crowd chanted at the rally, the crowd at the Capitol made clear who they were doing this for. They also chanted, fight for Trump. They were following his instructions. They said he had invited them. And in fact, as we heard, he had invited them. As one man explained on a live stream he taped from inside the Capitol, quote, our president wants us here. We wait and take orders from our president. The siege of the Michigan State House was effectively a state-level dress rehearsal for the siege of the U.S. Capitol that Trump incited on January 6th. It was a preview of the coming insurrection. When responding to extremist plots in Michigan, Trump showed he knew how to use the power of a mob to advance his political objectives. The president says heavily armed extremists carrying Confederate battle flags and pushing past police to overtake the Michigan State House chamber are very good people and just negotiate with them. It's clear he doesn't think that they're at fault in any way at all. When President-elect Biden went on television that day to demand an end to the siege, one woman asked this. Does he not realize President Trump called us to siege the place? When it became clear that Donald Trump was not going to save these folks from prosecution, when it became clear that the commander-in-chief had given false commands that went against this country, some of his supporters even re re expressed regret, and they said they felt duped. As more and more of these people have been charged, the confession and the regret simply cascades. More and more insurrectionists are admitting that they came at Trump's d direction. We are not here to hold a hearing or a trial on the show. By any means, we're presenting highlights, presenting our views and opinions, and I thought we would go ahead and, and, and share some of the highlights of both the defense um, 
presentation as well as the house manager presentation. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, there's a couple of things that maybe weren't, that weren't, that weren't talked about, um, or maybe there were, and maybe I missed it or something, but, you know, President Donald Trump and his attorney, Rudy Giuliani, both mistakenly made calls to Republican Senator Mike Lee um, during the time where deadly riots were unfolding at the U.S. Capitol. Uh, a spokesman for the senator confirmed that calls were intended for another GOP senator. The White House was frantically trying to convince to delay the, count the counting of the Electoral College votes. Giuliani and Trump, during this whole thing, while people are literally being killed, Right? and hurt. Um, they were there trying to contact senators and, and tell them to, hey, delay this thing. Uh, Lee's, uh, Senator uh, Lee's spokesman yeah. said yeah. the calls yeah. for, uh, from Trump and his attorney were intended for Senator Tommy Tupperware. Uh, not Tupperware. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Tupperware. Buy your, Hi, your local store. Buy your Tupperware from um, Tommy Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tommy Tupperware here. Wondering what you do with your food when hello, Tommy Tupperware here. Uh, yeah. I am Tommy a sponsor of the Andy and Amanda show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My apologies, Senator Tuba. Tuba. Not Tuba. Senator Tuba. Tuberville. Tuberville. I'm sorry. Okay, got it right. All right. Lay off that cone of beer and the vodka, Kato. Um, yes. Senator, I like Tupperware better. Um, he was a newly erected, a, a newly erected, I mean, excuse me, a newly elected Republican from. Tommy Tupperware. We we have Got to be me. professional guys. Hi, Tommy Tupperware here, the newly elected senator from Alabama. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, what's my point here? Uh, enough about Tommy Tupperware. All right, uh, the effort by the White House to get uh, Tupper, uh, Tupperware Tuberville to delay. <laughs> To delay certification of the votes provides, uh, really, it gives us a, an inside look, you know, some insight into the president's thinking and the priorities, as, as I said, as a mob of his supporters um, were sieging um, the, the Capitol. Um, the president worked to try to convince the senator to delay the process, um, and they, uh, they did very little. He and other officials did very, very little. Actually, they did nothing let's call it what it is, to check on the well-being of Mike Pence. They removed Mike Pence from his hiding and his family, and they showed the video of him being escorted out. Here's the thing. At 2.24, at 2.24 p.m. on January 6th, Tupperware, uh, Tuberville, was, yeah, there he goes. Anyway, he was, he was, he was, um, he contacted uh, Donald Trump to let him. He, he, the news like you've never heard before. 
the news like you've never heard it, only here on the Andy and Amanda show. Uh, we'll get it straight. Give us a couple minutes. We got it. We got it down. We got it down. We do. We got it down. We do. He, he's a newly erected senator from Alabama. Yes, sir. Right. Wow. Yes. Yes, sir. Right. Thank, thank you. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Some bitch. Anyway, he, uh, he, um, he, here's what happens. He contacted um, uh, Trump to let Trump know that, that Mike Pence was being, that first of all, they needed help, that they're being you know, invaded, that they needed help, they needed security, they needed National Guard, whatever. They needed help, period. Help. Okay. So at that time, he also indicated to Trump that uh, Mike Pence and family were being escorted out. They had to be removed. Uh, a few minutes later, around 2.30 or so, um, I forget the exact time, so don't quote me, but I believe, I believe it was six minutes later. I might be a little off, but right around there. Um, Trump tweeted that Mike Pence uh, let him down to something mm. to that extent. I don't have the exact tweet here, but something to that extent. Um, okay. So, and he did nothing at no time during his entire riot, this entire invasion by these do- domestic terrorist thugs, at no time. Did Donald Trump exhibit any concern for his vice president, the vice president of the United States? At no time did he do that. The only thing he said prior was that Mike Pence better come um, through for them or he's not going to like them very much. And, of course, all the rioters were screaming and the videotapes were abundant. um, Hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence. And Mm. and this this was on television. Trump was watching it on television. What did he do? Uh, yeah, if three hours went by before, and then he gives this lame. We talked about this last show. This I think we played it. I'm not sure about this lame speech uh, talk. What are you going to do on videotape? Uh, we love you. You're very special people. Go home in peace. We love you. You're very special people. Is that like there's fine people on both sides when, 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 during the uh, Charlottesville march? Where the Jews will not replace us? People are walking down screaming uh, anti-black, anti-Jew. And, and Trump gets up on the podium and says, there's fine people there? And then, and then, mm. he, then he tells the, 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 the domestic terrorist thugs that we love you, you're very special people. And they dare to amount a defense saying this is acceptable behavior. It's, again, the, the, this is not a prosecution about somebody committing a crime and going to jail. It's about do we stop this right now, right now, and, and declare as a country that this behavior shall not continue. It will not move forward. It will never happen again. And if, Because if we let it happen again, if we say he's innocent and it's okay, you know what it does for the groundwork for the future of this country? You know what it does? We'll let you know the next Andy Amanda show. Yeah, I Don't forget our special guest. Our special guest is Tommy Tuckerware. <laughs> I'm a, uh, <laughs> Tommy Tuckaway. Oh, the, the newly erected senator from. <laughs> is he is he released his own uh, line of um, underwear or something? Tommy Tuckaway. Tommy Tuckaway. Yes. Yes. He should do a, a, a commercial for our mankini here. Hey, you know I should give Mankita. that meat. I, you know, I have that mankini. It's still in the package. I took it out to send that picture to you, Amanda. But I, you know, and looking at it, I figured, oh, I'm going to put this on. Then I looked at it. I said, first of all, I didn't know how to put it on. What size up, what size down? I have no idea. It's a front and back of this thing. And 
it's, it's a goddamn string. The string. There's not much to it. In all fairness, there's not much to it. It was three bucks. It cost me three bucks. I remember we were talking about, I remember way before when I had never heard of a mankini and, you know, we're talking about, okay, if Trump wins this thing, I'll wear it for a day. I forget what we said, but anyway, I remember he's going to order a mankini, so yeah. I got on the internet. And then I see oh, it's three dollars. You get a mankini, three dollars. So hell yeah, I'll buy one. What color do you want? I'm blue. Okay, got it. He came a couple weeks later. I opened a package. No, I would so have I thought to... very, sorry, darling, go on, go on. You know, I thought it'd be 70 or 80 bucks. I thought this mankini was some kind of designer or something rather. You know, I was looking at yeah. 70 bucks and maybe I scratched my head and say, I don't really know if I want this thing. But then I saw that it was nothing but a piece of string that you can buy for three dollars. I could have bought kite wow. strings on the same. I could have bought kite string and done the same thing. You know. Exactly. So, <laughs> like a crazy amount would have been like a shot, right? Considered the like, material you actually get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like nothing. And then I, I took it out of the package because I sent a picture to Amanda. I want to let her know that I that I received it. I thought maybe I would excite her a little bit, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, so I I got the uh, I got it, and I really I don't think I ever took it out since. I don't. Like I don't. Not consciously. I can't say I broke you on this. <laughs> when so I saw you might, it, I was well, like, you might as well wear a headband. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, damn, is it really that bad? You know? <laughs> yeah, it, mean, it, it, yeah. Yeah. And after I, uh, after I saw it, I, I, I took it out and, uh, you know, I was, I was going to wear it and take a, you know, send a picture to Amanda, but then I remembered, I remembered. I promised you nothing. And I didn't do it. <laughs> You know, I think I'm glad, Tommy I'm glad you didn't send it to the corporate tech. <laughs> Say again? I'm glad you didn't send it to the corporate tech. <laughs> I didn't want to see it. So I sent the note. You, the picture of comp- I just note I sent to Amanda. No time, time for sex. None. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, for our listeners, for our listeners who, who have never I'm, seen I'm it, sorry, TV. Andy. I mean, Amanda, what you was going to say, I apologize for um, cutting you off. Okay. For our listeners who uh, recommend you check it online, and you'll see that it doesn't leave much to the imagination, and there's not really much you can tuck away with one of those things on. <laughs> mm. I wonder if I, I wonder if I should take another picture of it. Maybe I have the one I sent you somewhere, but I I'll, and I'll put it on our web. Uh, Cornell, if I if I take a picture of it, can you put it on our social media? Not with me in it. Um. Uh, I, I, we'll talk about it on the next show. <laughs> if you uh, want to do it, let's do it. Put your picture think... next to it. Uh oh, uh oh. Hey, hey, Amanda, I just got a great idea. Oh, you did? Did you call that? Yeah. to hearing that, darling. You, you, the, you, you are a great graphic designer. Why don't you take that mankini picture oh my God. and put it on Andy? Oh, you don't dare. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be great? And then we'll post it up on the media outlet. But yes. If, that could be oh, my God. But then if she did that because there's so little fabric, she'd have to imagine the... <laughs> yeah, I don't think it takes much imagination, sweetheart. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, 
close to it. That would be a great idea, guys. That would be a great idea. That was a shot below the, that was a shot below the belt. <laughs> that was a shot below the uh, man and Kenny. Oh, no, I love you. I love you. To our audience, Amanda going to make a picture of... <laughs> Amanda is going to give you a picture of Andy Kimball in a mankini, if that's okay with you, Amanda. Yeah, no problem. It should be uh, a yeah. lot of fun. <laughs> hey, Cornell. Yes. Hey, Cornell. Yes. Why have you come here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just <should> arrived. <laughs> but that's a great idea. You you put it out there, Andy. Uh, I, it would be an absolute um... catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> These people are sick. <laughs> oh, oh, get ahead of ourselves here. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I know. You know you uh, the TV license situation was bad, but the mankini thing, that's a whole other level. No, that's oh a very tricky God. one. That's a very delicate yeah, one. You know what I miss, guys? I, I miss, I, I'm kind of missing Elvis. No. Oh, you didn't. No. Yeah. Yes. No, you're you, no. Yes, I really? can't tell. Yes. <laughs> this Friday, it's a Friday show. Welcome to the Andy and Amanda Friday show, folks. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis Radio. Sing along. We think we're gonna play Blue Space Two last time we discussed this. Yeah. <laughs> Sing along, Elvis. Why can't you see? Singing, my man, Elvis. Yeah. Yes. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? Did I tell you that I had a couple weeks ago? I forget who else. I think both of you or one of you. I remember I was chatting with whatever, where I couldn't get that song out of my head for an entire day. You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. Yeah. Do, 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 do. On, yeah. I forget how I remember it. I think I played another song on the radio. I forget what I did, but I couldn't. No matter what I did, every activity, wow. every, every activity I, I had, I did for the entire day, um, was, um, was um, or, uh, you know, Elvis. Do 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 caught in a trap, you know. I hmm. I was even I was asking myself all sorts of When you go out with a date on a date with a guy, like uh, how soon should you guys, I guess, have sex? What do you think? <laughs> uh oh. Wow. Uh. It's still like we didn't hear the end, y'all. That's when Andy become um, Skeletor. <laughs> um. No, but I, I, that was, I just, I, seriously, I could not, I could not, no matter what I did all day long, there was no getting out of that song in my head. It was absolutely frightening. <laughs> no matter what I did. I know what but you mean. I've had that situation before yeah, where I've I not even, been able to get it out of my head. I haven't tried, you know, I haven't tried, you know, you know, really, but still, even that didn't, even that didn't work. Oh, wow. man, I see you, you eat a lot of fiber. I was asking myself all sorts of questions. Like, what is your porn fantasy, man? That didn't do it either. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. Crazy, <laughs> I feel unreal. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cornell. Was, uh, yeah. The universe, yeah. like, paying back for uh, tormenting Cornell and myself for something, huh? 
Yeah. Hopefully we don't hear Elvis for another year. I just wanted to get it out my system. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yes. You ever served in an infantry unit, son? Yes, the Andy and Amanda show. (laughs) Just wondering. for life. (laughs) Just wondering, you know. Um. I had a question for you guys, and I don't remember yeah. what it is. I'm trying to think of what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Ever put your life in another man's hands? Yes. Amanda, you can answer that. Oh, thank you. Um, I've been careful what I've put in another man's hands, if I'm honest. I want a mm-hmm. toilet like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just had to go for a second. You know what I mean? Is that chili? Is that chili? Um, is, that, is that chili? So uh, what's I, up for the weekend, guys? Hey, it is a weekend. What's everybody's yes. plans? Amanda, what are you doing for the weekend? Uh, well, there's not really a lot to do on Monday. <sighs> so, uh, you know, just go with the flow, my darling. See what I feel like in the moment. But that's, you, no plans, not traveling, not doing anything. I guess stay and put. Hey, did I tell you guys that? Um, did I tell you guys that I had my second uh, Cornelius um, shot yesterday? Uh, corona, right? You corona? mentioned that you would do it. Yeah, yeah. you would do to take it. Yeah. Um, the coronavirus number two was as painless as number one. My arm soreness is a little bit more than the first time. And the first time okay. was almost, and the first time was almost zero. So, okay. on a, so if the first time on a scale, of, let's say one to ten, if the first arm soreness after the first shot was, let's say, a one, <laughs> if if that, um, yeah. this is like a almost a two, almost a two, almost. Okay. And and now I, I didn't take any Motrin. I took some this morning a little bit just to hedge off what might happen, even though I, I let it go, you know, just feeling it and saying, okay, is it getting worse? No, it just kind of stinks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, you know, I'm just kind of wanted to, you know, see what, what would happen. So I didn't do anything. And then I figured, okay, it's, it's steady. It's not getting worse. But I figured, you know what, I might as well just take a Motrin and curb what, you know, might get worse or stay the same. Why should, why should I feel it at all? And so I, um, I took a Motrin, and now it's a steady less than one. But I do feel, I do feel the injection site. But I can I can go swim and play basketball and baseball and do what, anything. It wouldn't bother me at all. Almost can't feel it. Other side effects. How about when you play your guitar? Oh no no, my guitar feels it a lot. My guitar's going no no. My guitar definitely feels it. Man. <laughs> it got number two as well. Uh, wh- whatever happens to me happens to my guitar. We have an amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it, it, it was very difficult presenting them the ID cards for it to justify getting the injection, but it, we managed to, to pull through. We managed to get my guitar a shot. So, okay. thank, thank you. Um, but I got to tell you, uh, others on the second dose have been very fatigued the second day, couldn't sleep the first night, uh, right. uh, vomiting um, the same day, once or twice, um, headaches. And uh, this is after a fever. This is after two, not after one of the Moderna. Um, and I'm not saying that this okay. will happen to you folks, because I had zero. I'm talking zero. Who who am I? You know, I mean, come on, uh, yeah. nothing, nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and it just some. What they say is the number one 
is a primer. Kind of get your body, okay, we're gonna gonna put you know, do a shot of the bow, prepare the body for what's coming, and then boom, number two is it. Number two, because your body's got the defense things already working and so forth, and we're gonna launch this one. Boom, number two. Now number two is the yeah. same thing as number one. There's it's not a different a dose, it's not a different strength, it's not a different anything, it's the same exact thing as number one. Um, but uh, and different people react differently, and, and from yeah. what I've heard, uh, and just because I know most people have not been vaccinated yet, um, um, by large shot, I have. I'm, I'm a very small minority here, uh, having been vaccinated, and I just want to give a firsthand accounting of what my personal experience is and what others that have been vaccinated, family members and so forth that were also vaccinated with their experience um, is as well, which I fared out, I think, uh, the best. My daughter, my oldest daughter was vaccinated. She vomited a couple of times, but fine, no issues. She's fine and dandy and chipper as ever. My youngest daughter uh, had her second vaccine in New York. She had to take it because she had her first vaccine here in California. And they went back to school in New York mm. and she took it. You know, where's she going to get a second vaccine and prove she had number one, blah, blah, blah. She called, you know, we couldn't find a place. You know, we're searching. Hey, it's my kid, you know. And so she took it upon herself and found a place. In Brooklyn, she Ubered down to Brooklyn and back to get her second shot, and no, no, no effects at all, like like myself, nothing. Um, yeah. We didn't get to a go over of mine, the. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. Go. Sorry, darling. A friend of mine yeah. had the vaccine and had a, a pretty bad effect from it. Um, I say pretty bad, but I mean she had like the symptoms of COVID. Um, mm. Come on, so we're really concerned about her, but I think she's starting to improve. So it's going to be side effects for everybody. But uh, I, I, sorry, I just noticed that we've got like 50, just over 50 seconds left of the show. 54 seconds. Well, let's go. Yeah. We'll go a little longer today. I gotta go. I want to go. I don't want to leave the show without doing the coronavirus update either. So we'll go. Uh, okay. Or yeah. any, anybody listening live, we're going to cut off in 50 seconds. Those of you who are most of you, by the most of our audience is podcast anyway. So it doesn't matter how far we go. Uh, you'll continue to hear the show. Anybody who is tuning in live around the world in our 15 countries that we have followers in, we're going to lose you in about 50 seconds and then tune in later. Uh, we're not going to go much longer, but if you want to hear the remainder of the show, uh, download the podcast from iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon, uh, uh, Pandora, uh, Chrome, iHeart, uh, Apple, oh, iHeart, 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 Pin, Hin, Hin, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Pin, Hin, Hin. But we're going to go a little longer, so... Uh, say goodbye to our live audience and we're going to continue the show so um the um coronavirus um gosh you know all that and i don't even have the numbers <laughs> <laughs> hey uh, uh we're gonna lose you i want to continue the show because we don't want to do a show without going over the virus numbers i'm sorry our live audience is going to go away podcast listeners are going to continue we're going to lose you. Oh, we don't want to lose you. We have more stuff to get to. you got to tune in to the rest of the show because you don't want to miss, miss our section on the coronavirus numbers. Uh, we don't have them. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I, I sure we don't have them. And uh, yesterday, I go over yesterday's. Yeah. All right. All right. Ye- yesterday's. I can tell you what uh, the UK is. Yeah. yeah yesterday, I have UK as 758 deaths yesterday. Yeah. And 2,908 deaths in the USA. Is that what you have, Amanda? Same thing? Yes. All right. And the total deaths in the United States is 492,521. And the UK is 116,287. Yeah. That's a lot of people. 
It is. It really is. It's, it's very scary. Do you know how people died in the world so far? Uh, excuse me, I don't mean how many people died in the world. Uh, a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean from COVID, darling? <laughs> I'm sorry, yes. Do you know how many people on the planet Earth have died so far? That would be an interesting number. I wonder if we can look that up. Hmm. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, they would. Isn't it 2.38 million deaths worldwide and 108 million cases and apparently 60.5 million recovered? Yes, I have. I have. Wait a minute. I have new numbers coming in right now. New numbers. Wait, 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 wait. Right now. Hold on. Here they come. Uh, it's in gray. That means it's not totaled. Okay. Uh, coronavirus, just about what you just said, Amanda. I, I've got, um, yeah. the total is 108,712,368 in the world. Deaths, yeah. 2,392,588. Recovered, 80,721,609. Active cases um, are 25,448,000. Um, I, I mean, I'm just, I mean, we say this every show, and I'm going to say it this show. We're reading these numbers like we're reading numbers off the stock exchange ticker. These are yeah. human lives. These are family members. These are friends. These are loved ones. These are people who have effectiveness in the world we live in, and we're enjoying the benefits of being born. You're here. And they died because of this virus. And many, 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 many of these deaths, and I hate to speculate on how many because I'm, I'm afraid of that number. I truly am afraid of the number. You want to go into depression, this is how you do it. Um, many of these deaths could have been prevented. Yes, many of them. I agree. Especially I here agree. in the United States. Until now, thank you, Joe Biden. Love this guy. Love, love Biden. Um, until now, we have never, ever had a national plan. We never had a president who said everybody wear a mask. We never had a president who had the, who said, here's how we're going to defeat this thing. I'm going to unleash all these vaccines. We're going to distribute. We never, it was all about the economy. It was all about, don't worry. It's all about, you know, these fake cures, you know, hmm. how many, how many would have, you know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, that's who was the president. Yeah. I'm, that's the president of the United States for the last four years, and what a difference. I'm breathing easier. I think most of the country, whether they care to admit it or not, is breathing easier um, since uh, Trump left office. And may he play golf happily ever after for the rest of his life, and I hope he does great and has a great life there at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, he's going to have a tremendous amount of, um, of battles uh, moving ahead, including a potential uh, criminal case uh, brought forth by the state of Georgia, um, a criminal case brought forth for tax evasion, money laundering, brought by the lower district um, of the state of New York, um, a civil case from the state of New York, a, a $480 million note due, but borrowed money that's due sued by foreign government entity loan, loan, loan banks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't wish to be in his shoes at all. And this is, this is the guy that people thought that was the greatest president of our time. He's bankrupted every single business, all six of them, that he started on his own business that he said, hey, I'm going to start this business. Here's an idea. Bankrupted all of them. The only business that's still in business that has not bankrupted, however, is severely in debt, is the business that was handed out to him by his father, along with a $14 million bank, uh, you know, what, I guess, what do you want to call it, gift. So yeah. he said it was only a million. He said, oh, I have a million dollars for my father. 
Yeah, well, it's 14 million, dude. You know it. We know it. Anyway, it's about beside the point. I want to rehash that. But getting back to what we're talking about is, is these numbers, yeah. these corona numbers. Yeah. Um, it could have many, many people. Because if, if you don't – if you wear a mask and you, and you stay isolated and you don't go where other people are or if you go where other people are, you protect yourself, the virus can't get inside your body. And if it can't get inside yeah. your body, then it can't get inside anybody else's body either. Then I'm all with Trump. It will magically disappear. If he made yeah. that case, if he said, here's how we can, and he could have used these words. I would have been right with him. We can make this magically disappear, folks, and here's how we're going to do it. In February of last year, one year ago, one year ago, today, if he gotten up and said, Here, we have this horrible crisis that's about to affect our country, and matter of fact, affect the world. Here's how we're going to defeat it, folks. And this is before vaccine. This is before anything. This is even before this – is, this is when they were just saying wash your hands. You know, not everybody's wearing masks. Just wash your hands. Uh, 20 seconds. Remember that Wait, a year ago? And that was the yeah. big thing. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. That was the big thing. Don't touch yeah. anything. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so this is back then, um, even though he knew it was airborne at the time because he said so. We have, we have more tape of saying so. He knows it's airborne. He knows he can breathe, breathe there. So why don't you yeah. just come out and say it? He knew it. He knew it, but here's what happens. If he had gotten in front of the podium one year ago, what's this, February 12th? One year ago, February 12th, 2020, and said, folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop this thing dead in its tracks, and here's how we're going to stop it. And if we don't stop it, a lot of people are going to die. We're going to wear N95 masks or, any, or surgical masks. Get yourself a mask. If you don't, if you don't have that, then, then double, double handkerchiefs, double whatever, double up around your mouth, whatever you go out. Don't go into proximity of other people. Don't have parties. Don't go to bars. Don't go to public places. I know it sounds horrible. I'm closing down everything. And you're saying, what the hell? What? What are you talking about? Because, folks, if you don't listen to my words, many of you are going to die. And I can't be more yeah. sincere. Than that. I don't want to scare you. I don't want to raise a panic. But I'm telling you, if we don't listen to my words, and, I'm, and I hope a lot of people are recording my words, if you don't do what I'm telling you now, many of you are going to be dead from what's about to – we are about to be encumbered by in this country and the world, this horrible virus. We're going to beat it. We're going to, we're going to develop a vaccine. We're going to find ways. Believe me, this is going to be behind us over time, right now, for right now, and maybe you know, for a while to come. Here's what I need you folks to do, and this is backed up by science. I'm not just a president up here saying this because I, because for, for, the, for my own health. Here's what you yeah. need to do. And then if he yeah. continued to demonstrate that by not having these big rallies where nobody wore masks and many people were infected, many people died, including Herman Cain, um, his, his ally and his friend, um, you know, many people died from the spreader events or at least were, were sick. Many people – you know, there was a period of time where the White House was the biggest epicenter in the country for the coronavirus. Of course, Donald Trump and his wife ended up getting it, and so did their son, Barron. The yeah. White House is the biggest yeah. epicenter for the coronavirus at a period, one period yeah. of time. And it's not surprising, Rich, is it? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, and if he had done that, just think of how many people that would be living right now who are dead. Yeah. Just think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's probably a song there somewhere, Amanda. And, it and the world. <sighs> Me too. I think I think the world is waiting for the trap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, no. Oh, did I hear Elvis? Did I hear Elvis? Oh, yeah. That's what it sounds like we're going through. We caught in the track. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It's like Groundhog Day. Oh, Every day is a Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, you know, um, what are we going to do? So, enough, you know, what, we have, oh, let's talk about Monday show for a minute. 
Uh, Cornell. Yes. Amanda, tell us about yes. Monday's guest. Monday's guest. Coming on. He's been in many, many um, big titles and uh, a lot of UK shows that our UK audience might be familiar with or they should be familiar with. Um, he's an awesome guy, and we're hoping to get that arranged as soon as possible. Um, yes, we so, work yeah. on it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be great, right, Cornell? Yes, definitely. He said that he wanted to come on the show, so yeah. I'm going by his word. If you listening, yeah. Derek? Come on on. Come, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come hang out with us. We don't bite. Yes. <laughs> and, and also, you know, Monday show, you know. we, yeah, we started this a couple of weeks ago, um, and that is we are right now looking at um, 3.10 in the morning, I think it is, in the UK right now. Am I right? 2.10, darling. 2.10? Okay, 2.10. Is it not? Eight yeah. hours. Eight hours. Okay, eight hours. Yeah. It's um, 2.10 in the morning in the UK, and uh, our live audience in the UK probably is, is not – well, they're live, but they're sleeping, probably, most of our audience there now. And what we started doing a couple weeks ago, and because we, we do have a, a – given that, we have a like a ten, almost just under 10% number of our audience is in the UK – and some of that audience might be derived from a podcast, we know. But uh, so we, what we decided to do a couple weeks ago, this is right before we had Mark Lester on the show. And actually, because Mark Lester requested a, an earlier time, a more convenient time for him, and we so obliged, um, that we would do a show when it is more convenient and more apt to get a listenership in the UK when you're up and not sleeping. So we're doing um, – this show goes on at 5 o'clock. California time, PST, we figured we would do, because, you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere every hour. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. We do a this 5 o'clock true. somewhere show. We do a 5 o'clock somewhere show in the U.K. on Mondays. We're 5 o'clock on Monday. So I encourage, I encourage our U.K. listeners, and I want every U.K. listener, I know you're out there, to call or notify, tweet, twit, twat, twat. What is it called? <laughs> What's the, what do you do when you tweet? Whatever it is, however you work that thing, tweet. <laughs> it's called a Tommy Tupperware. Tommy Tupperware. <laughs> um, whatever that social thing is that you do with that thing. Um, <laughs> oh, you talking about um, TikTok. <laughs> oh, TikTok. How do you, when somebody uses the social media to get the word out, what do they use? Ding, 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 Marketing? Wait a minute. Let me think. No, no. Let me think what it is. Okay. I'll tell you. Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. Yes, yes. It's, is it... It's not no. It's um, the t- uh, the t- uh, a tweeter. Tweet, um, you know. A uh, Twitter. Twitter. Twi- yeah. yeah. On on I Twitter don't... you tweet. Yeah. I don't get. I, I'll never get used to that. All right. Twit. You tw- whatever it is. You know what I'm saying. What I like our UK <laughs> audience to do is to call, email, or t- tw- uh, uh, tweet. 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 <laughs> and insta and infrared gram. Whatever you do there. Um, your friends to tune, make sure they tune in to the Andy and Amanda show at five o'clock. It's happy hour. Five o'clock, the Andy and Amanda happy hour show in the UK, five p.m. Right? 
Now, it happens to be conveniently at a lunchtime show on the East Coast. So our New York audience, our Washington audience, our Baltimore audience, our, our Michigan audience, uh, our Ohio audience, and we know you're out there, our Virginia audience, Florida audience, all over the Eastern, you know, in the, in the Eastern time zone. We're on during lunchtime. It'll be a noon hour show on the East Coast and, of course, a 9 a.m. Uh, show uh, on the West Coast and whatever time it might be in your corner of the world. We know we have listeners in 15 countries all over the place in all sorts of time zones. But just remember, Monday's show is going to be a lot of fun. It's a happy hour show. And um, Amanda's going to do some um, dances and some songs. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. and you, should, you should see this girl dance. She's amazing. You got to stare, yeah. man. She Thank dances you. great. She's really you, know put, you know how to put fire in her mouth and pull it out. <laughs> put a what and where and pull what out? Oh put fire goodness. in her mouth and pull it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of kinky. That's the way you sound. You say she dances, she juggles. She <laughs> that, that was, that, that was sounded a little kinky there to me. That was a little, you know. Was I have little... to say, it's, a, it's an interesting picture you're painting of me right now, boys. I, I wish I could believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I say she dances and jangles. I'm like, oh, oh what? I'm sorry, to make that. <laughs> and and Cor- Cornell unfortunately can't join us on the Monday show because he is. You got to pick a fight or two. Actually, That's where I'll be at. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Cornell, are you going to be with us on Monday? Aren't you? I, I yes, definitely, I definitely, yeah, I will definitely be be here. I mean, be there. I mean, be on the show. Hey. Be, be somewhere. You'll be yes, somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah. Derek, we need you to come on the show if you're listening. Yeah. 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 We we um. I agree. I agree. Do you know um? Yeah. What is your um? What's your sign, Amanda? What's your astrological sign? I'm a lemon, darling. A lemon? A what? Yes. Yes. I'm a, I'm a fruity lemon. <laughs> That's one I've ever heard. Do you know All what right, mine? Okay. Do, you know, do you know? Do you know what my sign is? Uh, no. Tell me. I want to know. Slippery mm. when wet. Slippery when wet. Slippery when wet. Okay. Okay. Wow. It used to be. It, it, it used that, to be. That sounds like a um. That sounds like a Guns N' Roses album. <laughs> it, it, it used to be uh. A bridge freezes before road service, and then you get to my age, and you gotta change my favorite sign. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you for the advice, son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It ain't so easy being me anymore. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, tough being me, tough being me. You know, no respect. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Oh goodness. So, did you actually just reveal your astrological sign, or did you just completely sidestep it? I uh, sidestepped it. Yeah, I thought you had. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know anything about astronomical signs? Uh, do I know much I mean, about them? Yeah, no, it's not astronomical. What do you call them there? Um, astro- astrologically? Astro- what? Astrological, what are they? I think. Astrological signs, yeah. Astro- I don't really know much about it. Um, I know I have this, uh, uh, something rising. Something. 
my god. <laughs> this is the after night show. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> what I meant was, you know, when they tell you your 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 uh, your astronomical you know thing, they say you got you know whatever something's rising. Hey, we should make it. Uh, I don't want to say uh, nothing. I, I'm not saying no more. I, I got no more. I've got something rising. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, what I say is what I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy never mm-hmm. goes to sleep. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Even after his court. Yeah. 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 It's true. Listen, this is the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what I did yesterday? What's what? that? I'll tell you next show. No, I'll... Yo, okay. <laughs> um, I, I was listening to some of the... Uh, oh, I know I did. I was going... I think it was on iHeartRadio or one of the other distribution channels that, uh, that proudly broadcast and host the Andy Demanda show. And, and I think I wanted to hear what their most current show was, what they had on the podcast streams. And I just clicked. I don't know what I clicked, but I clicked the show. It was a December show, uh, Ron Honick or Christmas or something. And a clip came on of when we made the audio clip of Donald Trump um, joining the a cappella Hebrew group singing uh, Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. Do you guys remember that? I do very well. I got to tell you, it was, I, I felt like playing again some show or something, even though it's not you know, holiday time, but it was just so funny. I was listening to it, and, and uh, you know, I probably looked like a fool sitting outside on a chair just absolutely hysterically laughing by myself. <laughs> How's you <laughs> Yeah, I took one look at myself and that was the end. Um, the um, and I wasn't even. I didn't do you even have, have that problem too, Andy? I have the yeah, same I, I, problem. Do you? Do you really? You 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 do? You do? Yeah, actually, yeah. I comb. Yeah. I, I when I take a shower and wash up, I keep the lights off so I won't look at myself in the mirror. I'll tell you. Well, well, you did. Well, you, I, you asked us what we were doing for the weekend. But what are you doing for the weekend, Andy? I'll tell you the next. Oh, uh, what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm seriously going to do. I am so yeah. far behind on some music projects. I am like really, right. really far behind. That uh, I'm going to call you, Amanda, and bother you all weekend. That's what I should do and talk to you about. Let's do a tune. Um, no, I seriously okay. am going to. I seriously am going to uh, do spend a little time. Yeah. Do as do as I say, not as I do, folks. Um, yeah. And uh, and finishing some songs that I really like a lot, some new stuff that, I, that I'm writing and new music that I have that's going to come out yeah. on a new album sometime, sometime. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say when because every day, I miss every date, every every date I miss um, during COVID. I used to be better at this, but um, I'm doing an eight-song original album that um, was supposed to be completed in March. No way that's going to happen. Not distributed in March, but completed in March. So um, No way. That's like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean in March, not not not. I say when in March, but um, so the good news is it's an eight-song original album. I've got uh, none down and eight to go. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Eight songs to go. Not bad. If you look at it that way, it's not so bad. Versus saying I didn't even start it yet. I could just say eight-song album, eight songs to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels better. Yeah. It feels better. Yeah. Come on, you can knock, you can knock, you can knock out eight songs. Oh yeah. Holy crap! Amanda, how do you? Uh, 
you, you write songs. Amanda is an amazing composer, folks. We played her music on this show previously. Oh, thank you. And we'll, thank and we'll continue you. to play some more. But uh, um, Amanda's really uh, very, very talented. <laughs> no, but she, no, in all seriousness, she, uh, she's quite, um, quite talented and a, and a you know, really good composer. She does everything, does all orchestration, does the, does the lyrics and sings and, you know, loops, and, you know, all these things going on. When you hear one of Amanda's songs, it's like you're hearing an orchestra with some very competent, capable vocals on top. Um, and that's who she is, you know, and it's, uh, we should, you got to give credit where credit, where credit is due. Definitely. Um, and, I appreciate uh, that. Thank you. It's very yeah, well, honest, it's, it's true. I wouldn't say it if it weren't true. And Amanda, you have a, a Facebook page for your music, right? You have, what's your Facebook site, Amanda? <laughs> I do, yeah. Amanda Love Music on Facebook, and you can find me the same name on YouTube as well. So it's Amanda Love Music on Facebook and Amanda Love Music on YouTube. Uh, for me, yeah. uh, you don't want to bother believe me, folks. Um, no, for me, uh, for me, uh, just Google Andy K M B E L, or just go to andykimble.com or any anywhere, and just punch in Andy Kimble and just. Watch your world collapse. No, excuse me. Punch an Eddie Kimball, oh. and, 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 and you'll hear um, and hopefully some music that you uh, also enjoy. So that being said, let's go ahead and wrap this week's uh, adventures of the Andy Demanda program. And we hope you've enjoyed it. We really, truly have enjoyed uh, having you aboard. And we know you guys are out there because we see the numbers. And we want to thank you for joining us. And hopefully you're enjoying the show. And uh, we have a lot more um, excitement planned ahead with special guests and episodes and more fun. And, and uh, we're going to keep doing this so long as the, uh, the uh, networks that carry our podcast allow us to. So um, Absolutely. thank you. Thank you, everybody. And let's uh, yes. uh, turn it over to Amanda, who will proudly say goodbye for the week uh, of the Andy and Amanda show. And uh, we'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend. Have Take a great weekend. Okay, so thank you for being here on our free-flowing Friday. And uh, from Andy Kimball in the gorgeous Hollywood. And <laughs> come on out. I love doing that. <laughs> come yeah, on you out, do it so well. Thank you. In the amazing Delaware and myself in the uh, certainly interesting UK right now. Um, thank you for being here with us. We've enjoyed having you. We appreciate all your support. And uh, we look forward to having you join us again on our next show on Monday and see what surprises they bring. So take care, keep smiling, and thanks again for being here. We love you guys, and uh, let's keep moving. Take care.